It's time to go into Auto Reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going Auto Reverse on Slave. So, Tony, you know how much I'm going to be beaming on this show because we're talking about some Ohio boys. Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, which is southern Ohio, which is not, you know, really, you know, I'm, I'm on the north part of the, 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 uh, the Ohio Mason-Dixon line. Uh, you know, they have a little, there's a little competitive fire between us northern Ohioans and southern Ohioans. But there's no mistaking that. In the 70s, Southern Ohio had a funk factory uh, of bands that, that came out of that region. Dayton especially. Jeez, I didn't... Some, some may say Dayton is the funk capital of the world. They could say it. You know, you had, you know, what, Ohio players, Lakeside, uh, Heat Wave, um, I think... Roger Trout, Roger it, Troutman. Right, right. Jeez, uh, who else? And the band from Slate. Fazo. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Arrington. Yeah, Steve Arrington, who's yeah our boy in Slave, who we're going to be talking about. And, of course, Bootsy Collins. He's Cincinnati, but yeah. Ah, uh, they throw him in the Dayton conversation They should not. They okay, sh- all right. Well, I'm, I mean, glad that, I, I'm glad that there's another Ohio person here to straighten that out. <laughs> but a lot of pride, you know, like, cause the, and the OJs were from around my neck of the woods, which was Canton. Uh-huh. Uh, Isley Brothers from Cincinnati. Let me see who else am I thinking. A lot, you know, the God damn, Ohio is just yeah, da- nasty as they, nasty as they want to be. Daz Band, Levert. Oh! Anita Baker was from Toledo. That's oh! Uh, my boy from Akron, James Ingram. Ooh! He actually Quincy, get- Quincy, Bo- Quincy Jones' boy, James Ingram. Yeah, you know, uh, he came to my junior high school because our vice principal was uh, one of his teachers, and he came into our class. Like, this is in the 80s when during his heyday. I think this was like yeah, 80, yeah, yeah. 83 or 82, 83. So him coming in our classroom, our, and it was a music class, and um, I was just like, holy crap. I'm, I was like, oh, that's James Ingram. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. But anyhow, back to Slave. Did- but hold on, didn't James Ingram do a duet with Michael McDonald? Uh, Yamo be there. Isn't that the two of them? Ah, uh, that I don't know. Uh, listeners out there, please straighten us out on that. I oh, believe I'm... it is. I believe it is. It was from the movie with uh, the, what was the tap dancer guy that was an actor as well, Gregory uh, Hines. Gregory Hines and Billy Cri- Billy, Crystal? Billy Crystal, where oh. they played. Where they played detectives in Chicago who then moved to Florida and opened the bar. We keep the spirit alive. (laughs) Grass and freedom, dance night on me. (laughs) Yamo B there was on that soundtrack too. Really? Yeah, yeah. What was that movie? I just watched that like five years ago. (laughs) I just tapped into that again. That's actually a pretty fun movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Although, Although Billy Crystal, ooh. Yeah, him is not a, my not him. my not my favorite comedian. Not my favorite comedian. But he wasn't bad. Like in that role, he was pretty good as the like that and analyze this and that. He was not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He's just. I know. I gotcha. I gotcha. He's he's a little shticky. 
Yeah, I get it. I get where you're going with that. I, I remember there was a... It, this is where my... No, I, it's not, I don't hate Billy Crystal. But uh, yeah. why, this is why I don't respect him. You know, I remember... What is worse? Not <laughs> hating someone or not respecting him? I'm just putting that... I think, you, I think you're not really going on a limb. Lack, lack of respect is worse, I think. Yeah. Uh, hate involves a more uh, active yeah, it's uh, engagement. More it's more dismissive. <laughs> you're coming from a learned position. Like, no, I've seen a lot of his stuff, and I can't stand it. I, it's like I'm like the, the, the president of the Friars Club. But yeah. no, check it out. So... Uh, there used to be, well, before uh, Stern, Howard Stern went Hollywood and went all like, um, you know, he's yeah. like comfort and comfortable yeah. and accepted and stuff now. But back in the day, oh, he yeah. was like a pariah, right? Yeah, so, butt man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so man, he, used to, he used to love calling celebrities early in the morning. Like, he would call Chevy Chase and shit, like, just oh, yeah, crank yeah, yeah. call them and stuff. And I remember once he called Billy Crystal, and Billy Crystal was pissed off, but Billy Crystal was, he just kept saying this thing to him that made me laugh. He kept saying, Howard, you are unfunny. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just struck me as really hilarious uh, <laughs> and uh, possibly led to some of my disrespect for him. But... Uh, let's get back to Slave. We've yeah. got out of yeah. We can we can we can unpack it that Billy Crystal dis <laughs> disrespect thing a little bit. That probably take up a, a two hours. <laughs> nothing, and it's it's nothing auto reversible in that. No, um, no, 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 no. So Slave, you know, I remember someone a reading somewhere, and this was some time ago that Slave was some like probably the best of the '70s funk bands, especially from Ohio, and I was like. And this is more out of a place of ignorance. It was like, I don't think so. I think they're, I like them, but I don't think that they're as strong as, you know. I mean, I just I just didn't really think so. Like, we listened, we listened to the Fatback Band, which is, I, which I, granted, is New York. But, um, you know, Slave is a very intriguing band because they kind of started off really strong out of the gate with their first self-titled album. Uh, which I think charted the best out of all their albums. And then, like, in mid-swing, kind of added some key players. Um, you know, Steve Arrington. Uh, Arrington and, uh, what's that, uh, the singer, what was her name? Starlina Young. Yeah. Starlina Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of took them to a little bit more, I would say, not pop-friendly, but it kind of took them some much more interesting places, especially, you know, you're looking into that, that song that I really like is that Cellar Funk song in that off that album. Um, it's the concept, I think it's called. Uh huh. You know, it, it, it's a band that evolved, but it didn't like they didn't like do anything drastic. But it's like a really interesting band because they started heavy with the funk, and uh, you know, song slide, son of slide, which I may even like even more. Um, like it started off with a really strong position of who they were, and then you know, kind of pivoted a little bit, right? Yeah, I think they uh, they moved with the times, uh, so to speak. In that they, like you're you're right. It was like this big fat sort of Parliament funk vibe initially, and then they sort of morphed. Yeah, like you said, changed styles, uh, but they kind of went with the times in that when they morphed, they morphed into a lot more like early 80s, like boogie 
thing. Um, and they kept, they just kept that going. Um, probably, uh, you know, um, utilizing some of the tech, you know, emerging technologies too. uh, keyboards, like they electrified their horns and right, did all right, kinds right, right. of things. And, 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 and then also just like Fatback, just like Jimmy Castabudge, they added comedy a little bit to yeah, their yeah. to their repertoire in that they created a character like count you know the Drac uh, the Dracula character that right. they added on uh, in the in the early to mid eighties. Uh, the they had even like they even had two songs, Drac Part One, Part Two. Oh right, right, right. Uh, oh, which by the way, I love when bands do that when they continue with a theme like and make it into parts one, two, and three. And maybe part three will be an instrumental version of part two. Of part two, and I, I love that sort of thing. It's sort of conceptual um, thing that kind of makes it, uh, you know, it's like a narrative that right. um, that, and 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 that's like why probably why just like the Fatback Band, I continue to like go after their records. I think uh, I think I might have told you this a few months ago when I was in New York. We went to a uh, Salvation Army. In Staten Island, and you know, looking around and stuff, and I, I saw they had a big section for records. Dude, every single slave record was in there. No kidding. Every single one. I bought every single one. I mean, I already, I, I actually swapped out at first. I had self-titled, and I swapped the the copy that was in there was a better copy than the one I had, so I swapped it. And so, and I remember while I was going through the records, because I found other stuff. I found other stuff. I found slave. I found other like funk and jazz stuff. And I remember this guy came in and but around my age and I knew he was immediately going to come to the records. And when he came towards me, he saw me and just turned around and left. <laughs> it's like he, it, it came back like an hour later, but um, it was hilarious. But yeah, yeah. So so I guess my point is that, you know, something about their music just keeps me going back and going through their records, even if like. I mean, you're right. Like, they're not all stellar, and maybe the first one is kind of the best in terms of uh, quality of songs. But um, something about them make, make, keeps me coming back for more. You know, I was going to ask you, given this kind of relationship, because mine's very like spotty with this band, and truthfully, like listening to this playlist kind of like opened the doors a little bit to having more respect, which is ten tends to be the case. It's like you you have like I've been you know sipping like this little bit of tap water, and you're like, no, you should try this mountain spring water over here. It's a lot better. Yeah. It's much more refreshing. And uh, this 
you know, the playlist is fantastic and it really gave me a great appreciation from them and seeing, um, you know, really how much they really kind of branched out. You know, songs on Stone Jam are much different from the song on Hardest of the World in their first album. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a nice progression. You like seeing that. But uh, what I was going to ask is like, how are you? Oh yeah, that's that's right. Hardest of the World was, uh, what is it? What's the name of the first one with the swan on the cover? The first, their first album is just self-titled. I the, thought... Because the cool wait people a minute. say eponymous. I always thought that maybe I'm mixed up. The one, the record with the swan on the cover, um, I, it's like a green cover. I thought that was their first one, but I could be mistaken. But that record, no, no, and the, I'll just say the swan record. Cause yeah, yeah, the hardest of, of the world. world. Yeah, so the, yeah, the record, the, the, the order that you have is a little... I, it says, it says on... You know, when I looked at the Slave discography, they both came out in '77, but they have the ah, first. Okay. They have the first album coming out first, and then the the, the the Swan record, if you like to call Hardness of the World, which I'm gonna probably call it the Swan record from now on, that came out later in '77. Well, that record is like more traditional-ish in terms of the songs, and from what because that was one of the ones I picked up at that Salvation Army, and I was kind of surprised uh, when I got it. It sort of reminded me, like, I've you know we we've talked about this before. I've always been into the Gap Band, and yeah. uh, I remember picking up the first uh, when I lived in LA. I picked up the first Gap Band record on Shelter Records, same label that put Leon, out... Leon Russell's the, label. It, yeah, and Tim, Tom Petty and all the original Freddie Tom King. Petty records. Yeah, exactly, Freddie King, who we've done on this show. Uh, so, um, and I remember listening to that record and saying, wow, this is like a Mandrill, Santana, Sly and the Family Stone record. You know what I mean? Like more right. traditional, like tr traditional uh, R&B, funk, soul influences of that sort of early to mid-70s. And I... And I and I feel like I had a similar sort of deja vu or whatever you want to call it, deja vu all over again with <laughs> uh, with Slave on, on that on that um, Swan record. Um, so yeah, but I was confused about the order because they had the same release uh, same release year. Well, it's you know a band that starts in '75 and uh -huh. and they're basically a funk dance band which is you know makes sense because i think bootsy's band started in 75 rubber his rubber band started about 75 too mm -hmm. um it, it, the first album is much more like dance you know a little bit less nuanced more pop dancey whereas hardness of the world is a little bit more evolved you know it has a little the songs are in my mind are a little more varied and a lot less they still have that, you know, they're da very danceable, very fu funny, funky, but not as it, it's a, it's a seems, you know, a little bit more. The Swan one, the hardest of the world, is just a little bit more. I don't know. The, 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 I, I found it more traditional, but I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's not as it doesn't have that looseness, that, uh, looseness and bounciness, and sort yeah. of like almost like a like a cartoony vibe that sometimes funk has. I mean, when you hear like Bootsy on the mic, he, you know, he sounds like a cartoon. It's like amazing. And, and Slave developed <laughs> that over time. You know, they, right. like I said, they created these like, you know, characters and let's go, let's go back to digital underground, same kind of thing, you know, creating uh, characters within the songs, uh, which uh, to me is also sort of like, 
isn't that what Parliament was doing too? I mean, yeah, there was Sir Nose, creating characters, yeah, yeah. Sir Nose, and creating yeah. characters, and uh, it's fun. Well, it's a fun, fun it, thing. Hey, you know? dude, at the end of the day, the, the the job is the motherfucking entertain us. So, that's right. That's right. You know, it's, but but all, but also throw in the the uh, sort of like intellectual part of it with the music, like the arrangements, the the the. the the difficult, you know, like the sort of like the uh, the, the comp more complicated well, structures and stuff like that. So you, you know what I mean? It's like, but that's the thing about funk. I think it, it sounds simple, but it's it's so like someone who who's tried to play it or plays it. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff the per people like the people like Catfish Collins. When I hear him play guitar, I'm just like, holy shit! How the yeah. fuck does he do? You know, it's just like because it's it's. Re Redundant, but he puts in little things here and there. But ultimately, he's holding down that rhythm and hitting things in such a kind of wild uh, pattern. I just think that you know the thing about the—that's the, kind of the, uh, the 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 funny thing about funk. It sounds like it's a it's a just dance, simple dance music. But man, it's got so it's it's one of the more not. I would say technically you have to have everything dialed in because if you if you don't come in on the one if you come in on the one and a half if you come in on one and whatever it's like it 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 sounds horrible. It Not, sounds sour. It sounds sour. It doesn't sound fun yeah. either. It sounds yeah. like and it doesn't sound fun. But that's the key to like funk and and yeah. and soul and stuff is the the sort of effortless the appearance yeah. of effort effort effortlessness is both real right. and also belies yeah. the the sort of complicated nature of the music right um but that but you know that's that's why it's so cool it's just like yeah. either it, either you either have it or you don't you got you know? yeah if you're and in the, it, as a band you're locked in or you're not you know or yeah. or Nick coleman never had a dance floor and there's a reason you know it's like he's, yeah he's doing something completely different this is the opposite of that where everyone's locked in like like locked into a, a like a thematic uh, you know a thematic kind of rhythm and um trying to sell you on why this song's more danceable or more worthy of your attention than the last so yeah I, yeah you get you get in people to move it and you know shake shake that you know shake the rump and also clap the hands and it's like and so in order to do that you got to be locked in and you know slave and others were really really good at that and, and yeah. it's and it's cool to too to see all the Dayton people and how different they all were like Ohio players compared to slave compared to like, like Roger Troutman and his like sort of future funk that he that he created with Zapp and Rogers so yeah um, it's like lakeside it's, too it's just like it's a different yeah, lakes and lakeside who I, it's funny uh, I, like they're another one that if you go deep into their catalog and they made a lot of records um, that you go deep into the catalog you see you see just how yeah they have how deep they are you that, know? that's funny because they they it, they kind of have that kind of effect like with fatback i'm like wow they have they had these many albums yeah like, like you know because the first and you know lakeside especially i was shocked and they may be candidate for an upcoming issue uh, oh, episode they, definitely because definitely, they definitely because you know fantastic voyage and they just like not, not just that they got they got a lot of 
anyhow. Um, the, the cool, and the cool thing about Lakeside, and we'll talk about them another day, is uh, also the vocal stuff, because it was a bunch of like two, three-part harmonies going on. And so they used that part to create their funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, th that's why I'm saying like all these bands are great, because they all came at it from a different angle, but yet produce like some of the nastiest funk ever, you know, uh, and, you know, that's, that, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out when to slip these bands in, in our, in, in auto reverse. Cause we, you know, we, it, our process is weird. Cause it's like, Oh, do we do a metal band? Do we do a hard rock band? Do we do a psych band? Do we do a funk band? Do we do a singer songwriter? And it's like, but we're always sick of the funk bands. Cause it's like the, it's, it's what brings us, yeah, some of the most joy, you know what I mean, and fun, and it's it's good pleasant, funk, super, good good fun, good, good time. Yeah, good funk never disappoints, and great fun, great funk you never can't live without. And, That's right, and it's uh, it's just a, and you know uh, it's funny because it's one of those it's one of those things that one of the type of music that I have listened pretty much predominantly on record, but when I've seen it live, it's made it. 10 times better and I've, I've always kind of kicking myself for not going especially in the 80s and 90s going to see more funk bands because they they, they they're when they're on it's some of the best time you know best you know whether you're on a you know a, a buzz or not it's just one of the the best experiences um I mean, I was lucky to work at the Great American Music Hall, so I got to see like Maceo Parker come through town like yeah. at least twice a year, and his show was like two hours, you know, maybe even three some nights. But he would do an hour and a half set, then come back and do another hour and a half, you know, yeah. and it was just full on. Um, and he, you know, but my point being is, is that there's such a a magical genre that really, I wouldn't say it gets as much respect as it should. Um, I think people who, um, you know, I, 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 you know, when, when I remember when my trying to get friends into just P funk, they were just like, "What is this shit?" Yeah. It wasn't. It was so hard to kind of I'm like, "Doesn't this, you know, this is dance, this is funk, man." Um, but yeah, our process of going through these bands and it's always trying to steer away from a lot of funk because you and I can we we have a, just a natural. Enthusiasm, Incl inclination, inclination to just yeah. be drawn to that. I mean, I sent you a, the funkiest Vince Guaraldi song yesterday. <laughs> That's right. That I just I had no idea existed, and it's on a Peanuts uh, Charlie Brown yeah. soundtrack. So it's like you never know where it's gonna where it's coming from, but we're always looking for so, it, and we're sort of like always leaning into that. I always, I think I've told you this, but uh, on Spotify I have a playlist that's called uh, Unknown Funk. And it's basically anytime I hear a funk song that I've never heard before that is phenomenal, like that one you sent me last night went on that list. Like I, I, uh -huh. I throw it on there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just you know, it's just it's just such a good, you know, you know, I get never tired. I get never tired of listening to that music. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm just looking at it now. And then I had a Graham Central, a lot of Graham Central Station stuff that I haven't heard too. Uh -huh. Ruben Wilson, I threw on there. Anyway. Oh, I love Ruben Wilson, a so, keyboard player. Yeah. Hey, so I want I wanted to say something. So I've, okay, I've talked ahead, about this before. I got to see a lot of these bands um, through the Groove Academy uh, Giant Step days in New York City in the early to mid '90s. The two English promoters that brought a lot of these bands back, 
and like I saw Bootsy play, I saw Ohio players play, I saw Average White Band, I saw, wow. um, they, you know, I saw all, and they would they would either play like sometimes they were like bigger gigs, you know, at, at halls and stuff, and other and a lot of times it was just at S at S O B SOBs. Oh, S O Bs. Oh man, I used to live. Yeah, I used to live by. I live two blocks away there. You used to go to all kinds of hip hop shows there. And so that was like a big thing for me. And the way I actually got introduced to um, Slave, because Slave did actually play one of their things. I didn't go, but the, my actual introduction to them, uh, Polydor Records in the early 90s, right in the middle of the CD boom, um, did a thing called Funk Essentials, where mm -hmm. they would put these compilations together, oh, volumes right. one, two, three, four, five, yeah. whatever. And uh, and one of the, I think maybe volume one or volume two had a Slave track on it. And that was like how I... Uh, got turned on because I mean I knew who Parliament was I knew who Cameo was Cameo was on like we're on these cops too and I knew who they all were but like Slave I didn't know you know like when I heard the song I recognized it but that was like that uh, aha moment you know where and right. the 90s were a really good time to uh, discover all this stuff because of like like I said the advent of the CD and labels throwing all this stuff, like reissuing all this stuff. And then I was also lucky to live uh, in the uh, sort of acid jazz funk soul revival scene here. And, you know, when I was living in New York and it was, you know, it was cool. I was like, that was sort of like I wasn't around for. I mean, I was around for when Slate put out their first record, but I was a kid. I didn't yeah. I, I couldn't go yeah, that yeah, deep. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's why, like. It's something in that, like being in my twenties, uh, smoking a lot of weed. It really, I, it, I, it just like it was like uh, being uh, indoctrinated into the funk. So let me ask you something. So, mm -hmm. and 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 I, 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 I think I know what the the answer to this is. But you know, we kind of you kind of stopped the playlist uh, after uh, New Plateau, and I think came out uh -huh. like two or three albums after that. Did you listen to any of those? Like I hadn't had, I didn't have a chance. No. To listen to any of that stuff. No. I probably should have listened to it just to complete the process. But I think I went just based on kind of like where I saw the last record, the last record that I put on that, where I saw it going. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go down this road. Because uh, they like they wound up doing, they left Atlantic Records and like started doing stuff on Itchy Band Records. And the, I think they were yeah, like Ichiban, in the South yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in the South. Uh, so I kind of like just assumed it wasn't good, but I could be wrong, and I don't mind revisiting. And if it is good, I'll throw I, that shit know, out I, there. I, yeah, I didn't have a chance to check that out, but yeah, um, yeah I was just curious yeah. if you there was some like the quality nah, of the songs. I imagine just, mo just more me being a know-it-all, but not actually knowing. That's an interesting insight. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember that. Yeah, me being a know-it-all, not knowing anything. Qu that quote that quote that yeah, shit i will i will um <laughs> so um yeah you know let us know what you think about this episode if and there's a funk band that you want us to check out because i'm sure we'll do it you know we'll probably put it on the fast track to doing it um and just let us know auto reverse pod at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook or instagram and let us know about that uh you got anything to plug my friend yeah, just the two the uh, two radio shows. Uh, my crowd control radio show on cjmp.ca backslash listen Fridays noon to two Pacific Standard Time. Just a lot of good music, 
not as much talking as we do on this show, but <laughs> still get in there once in a while. And then I have another show, uh, uh, Night Shift with, uh, sorry, Tony P's Night Shift radio show on Cortez Radio, uh, CKTZ. Um, uh, so it's CortezRadio.ca. Uh, that's Saturdays, midnight to 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, uh, a lot of good uh, music, little t not that much talking. I pre-record that show usually on Thursdays to air on Saturdays. So check those two out. And if you have any questions, you could even go through this auto-reverse if you have questions. I don't mind talking about it. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a very open mind. To, you have, we have a very open line to Tony's mind, so just let us know. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah I don't know if you want to necessarily call that line, but it's I think open. You, it's worth if, you're, if, 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 the, if the day's getting away from you and it's becoming a little bored, just give, yeah, give him a line. Especially if you want to feel good about yourself, you should you should definitely give me a call. On that. <laughs> yes, <he's, laughs> or if you want to feel bad about yourself, I can work with both. Yes, yes, you, you're equal opportunity. <laughs> uh, lifter, or, maybe I'll wind up not respecting you like Billy Crystal. Oh yeah, just yeah, be careful. <laughs> if you feel like you have a little more to offer him than Billy Crystal, then feel please feel free to call him or contact yeah. him. I'm always re ready to give someone mad disrespect. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe even just calling up and saying you're Billy Crystal or his nephew or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just take that approach, too, and just start a fight. Or call up and say you're a Yankees fan or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the list of things that they could call up and say that you, it would spark, <laughs> you, spark your anger would be a pretty long one. It's a long list. <laughs> it's a long list. All right, buddy. Until next time. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>